with Unlucky Frog. I'm here with Eric Mona and Jason Bowman from Paizo. How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Doing fantastic. Yeah. Having a good comb? Absolutely. Good, good. Yep, yep. So we're here talking about Pathfinder 2nd Edition, um, which you guys have worked on quite extensively. Um, tell us a little bit about the game, just a quick overview for anyone that doesn't know, if there's anyone still out there. A little bit about Pathfinder and the 2nd Edition. Well, Pathfinder 2nd Edition is the 2nd Edition of the Pathfinder role-playing game. Yep. We launched... Uh, Pathfinder originally in 2009, so now it's been 10 years with Pathfinder 1st Edition. And uh, we just finished a year-long playtest process where we put up a, a playtest version of the rules and uh, asked for feedback. Got a tremendous amount of feedback, incorporated that over the course of several months. And now uh, we are on the precipice. Okay. In just a couple of months, we'll be putting out the, uh, the new rules, and they'll come in the form of the core rulebook and the bestiary and a handful of accessories and other products all launching on August 1st. Awesome. So you mentioned the, the beta there and obviously you did quite an extensive beta for, for this and obviously you had the first edition of Pathfinder that would have influenced a lot of things as well. What did you sort of take away from the beta that's, that's made its way into the core book from what we saw in that, that initial sort of uh, peak, sneak peek, if you will? So, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that we took away from it is just you know, the fans really helped us understand what parts of the game were working exactly the way we wanted them to, and which parts we needed to work more on. Um, you know, so we learned very quickly the parts that people loved, right? You know, the, the way that you take actions in the game. You get three actions on your turn. People love that. Uh, the way that the proficiency system functions. People seem to like that. So all of that stuff, we learned, you know, what parts of those were performing as intended and what parts weren't. So there were some parts of the game that didn't work very well. Uh, you know, people did not particularly like resonance, <laughs> so we just got rid of it. It's gone. Okay. But that decision forced us to make other changes as well. We needed to change how wands work. We needed to change how uh, various parts of your magic item and gearing works, uh, because that system was deeply intertwined. Uh, death and dying got a lot of changes. How um, many iterations do you think death and dying had? Jason? So publicly, I think we did four, but internally, we must have had about a dozen different ways to kill you. Uh, it made for a lot of fun playtesting because we kept murdering characters over and over and over again. It was like Groundhog Day um, with these poor characters just dying again and again and again. Um, but, you know, uh, in the end, we get a better game out of it. Excellent. That sounds awesome. What are you guys personally most excited about this? What's been the thing that you've worked on within this that's really got you kind of psyched? Well, obviously all of it, but what's your favorite thing that's sort of come out of the second edition? Well, mine is pretty general in that, uh, and it really has become even more evident over the last two weeks as we've been doing demos here at UK Games Expo, and then the week before we had PaizoCon in Seattle, yep. and that was really the first time where we had people playing the real yeah. version of the game. And one of the things that's so exciting to me is after demoing Pathfinder 1st Edition for almost a decade now at shows all around the world, Pathfinder 2 is much easier to learn like that was one of the design goals is make it simpler uh, to explain and understand a little bit more cohesive in terms mm -hmm. of how everything plugs together but then not doing that at the sacrifice of the uh, interesting character options and the customization and also the tactical element on the battlefield and so what I found over the course of the last couple of weeks really running this through probably almost at least a hundred people at this yeah. point is um 
because it's so easy to explain. You know, Jason mentioned the actions. The action economy is the best part of the new game. And so in old Pathfinder, it's like, oh, there's move actions, and there's standard actions, and there's swift actions, and there's free actions, and there's all kinds of different actions. Yeah. And in Pathfinder 2, basically everything's an action. Okay. So you want to move three times, you can do that. You want to move twice and attack, you can do that. You want to stand still and attack three times, you can do that. Even a wizard can stand and attack three times. He's probably not going to be great at it, but he can do it. <laughs> And so, because it's easier to just explain how the game works, yeah. you can layer on some complication on top of that. Okay. So now weapons have special qualities that give you different things that you can do. Because we've changed how attacks of opportunity work, like in first edition, if you were going to disengage from a combat, chances are you're going to get attacked. Well, now only particularly skilled characters, like fighters and things like that, or really good combatant monsters can do that. Okay. So chances are you can move around a little bit more on the battlefield without being punished for it. Yeah. So it makes for a more tactically interesting game that's easier to explain and easier for people to pick up. And so for me, that's kind of the killer app of the whole thing. It's just it's a lot simpler to pick up. Okay. Yourself, Jason, anything to add? Yeah, I think, you know, to, to expand on that, it's also easier on the GM side of the screen, too. We made monsters easier to use. We trimmed down their sap blocks, and, and because we saved a bunch of space, we added fun, new, interesting abilities to them. And they work in the same way player characters do. They get three actions as well. So we designed special abilities for each one of them. That way they have interesting things to do with their turn. It makes the GM's job not only a lot simpler, but also a lot more fun. Okay. Uh, the monsters do kind of new and unexpected things, but then once you hear about them, you're like, oh, I should have expected that. Um, you know, uh, air elementals. When you hit them, they can spend a, a reaction and just turn into a cloud and disappear. And you're like, did we kill it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's made of air. And then at the end of your turn, it reforms somewhere okay. else, and then the party has to keep tracking it down and killing it. That's a lot of fun as the GM. That's, that's an interesting way to have a combat. So, you know, uh, it, it's not just about adding to player options. It's about adding to GM options as well. That's great. So, obviously, a few different sort of decisions on this to bring things like goblins in quite early on in the day. Um, what kind of influence decisions on changing sort of the fundamentals starting out the gate? Obviously, adding things like goblins and additional things like that. Is there a reason why you, you wanted to change those elements? Well, uh, I think more important than changing the elements, we wanted to add some elements. Okay. And so, you know, uh, in the original Pathfinder, there were 11 classes. Yep. Um, our team is made up primarily of editors and collectors and people who like even numbers more than odd numbers. <laughs> so it's like, well, let's have 12 classes, and if we're going to do that, let's look at some of the most popular classes from Pathfinder 1, sure. particularly classes that uh, maybe are more or less unique to Pathfinder. Yeah. And, and so then the alchemist kind of rose to the top. And we were also looking at that in the same way with the, the races in the game. And we knew we were going to kind of take a, a new approach on race in general. So now we, uh, we got rid of that word, first of all. So we're using ancestry now. Yep. Um, and, uh, and, and also in PF1, you made your choice at first level and you're an elf and you get all the elf stuff and that's pretty much it. Now with uh, Pathfinder 2, with your ancestry, you make decisions multiple times throughout your character's career. So you might start as a dwarf, but are you going to be a mountain dwarf or a hill dwarf? Or are you going to, you know, at fifth level or, or uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of your character, are you going to become a more dwarfy? Okay. And those are options you have now. And so that gave us a lot of opportunity to delve deeper into ancestry than we really ever have before. And as we were doing that, we thought it'd be fun to add a new ancestry to the game 
And as we thought through the different options, Goblin has always been very associated with Pathfinder from the very beginning. Close you know, to your heart. The very first adventure that we published for the Pathfinder Adventure Path was called Burnt Offerings to kick off of what's, I guess now, sort of the classic Rise of the Rune Lords campaign. Yep. And that's what introduced goblins who sing and rhyme and who love fire and who hate dogs and who are afraid of horses. And, and that really clicked with the audience. And so... Uh, we thought, you know, and subsequently we've done for Free RPG Day, mm-hmm. we'll do adventures that are in the We Be Goblins series where you play yeah. goblins. And those are always really popular events. And so we wanted to um, to incorporate something that sort of said Pathfinder. And go- there's nothing more Pathfindery than goblins. Yep. And so we thought that'd be fun. And, you know, the other thing, too, is in, in our campaign setting and in the, the bestiary and in some of our other stuff, we're kind of trying to move away from like especially humanoid monsters that are just pure evil all the time that's not particularly interesting surely there are evil goblins but we also wanted to get into like what are goblins all about and they've been around forever and and what would it be like if if uh, a goblin came in with an adventuring party and okay. maybe he's got a really good singing voice you know? <laughs> so how would the community react and that just creates more opportunities for stories and in this case stories that are kind of particularly pathfinder stories and we like that idea a lot Awesome, that sounds great. And this is out at the start of August? August 1st, yeah, at Gen Con, first day, and then worldwide on the same day. Excellent, that's awesome, guys. Well, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your con. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. All right.